Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast. I come to work with two hands every day and I'm trying to bless somebody. We better be in Florida. It better be sunny. And there better be some sort of fruity drink involved. With Matt Harmon. It seems like you know ball the way you talk, so. <laughs> Thank you. Someone clip that. You can get on a podcast. You can get online. You can argue with the clouds. You can argue with the, with the Russian bots. Don't care. Good morning. It's Wednesday, September 21st. Welcome to the podcast sponsored by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation, the makers of Lecfio and Clizerin. As we are every episode here for Eckler's Edge, we're joined by the great uh, Austin Eckler. Austin, what's going on, buddy? How was your uh, Sunday off? Man, I am ready to get back. Like, I am ready for tomorrow, or I guess today. We filmed this on Tuesdays. But Wednesday, I'm ready to get back in the building. I feel like I've had so long off. Um, just watching all these games that kind of just, I'm like, I'm itching. I'm like, Oh, get me back in there. I'm ready to work. Um, uh, that's just me though. But, um, uh, it's been, yeah. it's been great to relax a little bit, but also at the same time, it's been a little too much for in season. Yeah. You mentioned on the last episode, you would let us know whether you liked that sort of mini bye week or not. It sounds like, um, you've had enough already. You're see, ready to get back, see, back to the grind. This is exactly why I think I would prefer it to be later in the game. I think that is or later in the, uh, the year because of this time that I'm getting right now. Like, we only play two games. Like, I'm still ready. Like, oh, my body's like, we just got a little taste of it, uh, of gameplay. And now I'm getting this big break, but I I don't need this break right now. I'm like, come on. So, yeah, I'm going to go with I like it later in the season or a little, at least a few more games in. All right. Well, that that's good to know. Um, I know that you're itching to get back out there. I'm sure everybody on the charters feeling the same way. We do want to give you a chance uh, before we jump into the meat of the show to promote any giveaways you got that going on this week. man. Oh. Uh, those, those, have, those have been popping off. They have been actually popping off. So, yeah, we have the Eckler uh, challenge going on this week, which, if you don't know, is when I give two tickets and a parking pass to our home game since we are home this week versus Jacksonville. Uh, so I'm giving away two tickets. Go check out my Instagram. It's pinned um, in my Instagram if you're trying to go to the game. Uh, you have to provide your own transportation, so keep that in mind. If you are not in the area or can't drive there, don't enter. Um, you're wasting your time. Um, and also have my jerseys that I do for fantasy football owners of mine every single week. So shout out to everyone that's been posting me in your starting lineup. Got to bring you some more points this week, but we'll get into that in a little bit. 
Yes, we will get into that. We got a, a big show ahead of us. We have a big guest today, Packers running back Aaron Jones, who is coming off a huge week in a win over the Bears, will be joining us a little bit later in the show, um, personally saving my ass in a few fantasy lineups as well. So that's good. <laughs> we'll, we'll be happy to see Aaron Jones later on in the show. But we got a lot else to talk about here before we bring on Aaron. And, you know, we are obviously going to talk about your guys' game against the Chiefs on Thursday night, get into some of the, the nuts and bolts of that. But, you know, this isn't going to be a 60-minute Chargers show every single week. Uh, we are going to talk about a couple of uh, couple other games here, including two big ones on Monday night with some huge fantasy performances. Austin, let's start with the Bills 41, Titans 7. Um, I'm a huge Steph Diggs fan. You, you might not know this about me. He's the number one uh, rated guy in success rate versus man coverage in, in reception perception, my little side project. Uh, so he is... And he and I have go back and forth about this a lot. So uh, he knows how uh, fond I am of his game as well. He's been on the show, uh, the Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast as well. So I was personally happy to see him absolutely dominating last night. Uh, but it sure seems like the Titans probably not so happy to see it. Man, that game was crazy. <laughs> you know, not crazy in the sense like, you know, the Dolphins uh, and the Baltimore game, but the opposite, right? Like it was just unbelievable to see just how much was going well for the Bills and how much they were able to continue to put a high level of play on the field. Uh, and then for the the flip side, how bad the Titans were playing that night. But I've yeah. I've been I've been on that that side of the ball when last year I think we played Baltimore and it was like 40 to 7. You know, and it was yep. this big old hyped up game, like, oh, it's gonna be a great game, you no know, two high scoring offenses, you know. And so man, when when you have a day like that, um, you're really just trying to like look, okay. We're accepting the L, like we're getting blown out, you know, like, hey, let's just try to get through this and get back and regroup because we know we can put something better on the field when I'm talking about, you know, the Titans perspective. But yeah, shout out to the Bills. The Bills are looking so strong right now, man, playing at such a high level and just, you know, taking off where they left off last year. So, yeah, look out for playing the Bills because they're looking nice. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and they weren't even at full strength last night. They were missing their number two receiver, Gabe Davis, who's really come on strong, obviously, in the last last year's playoffs. And then he started off strong in week one against the Rams. So yeah, they look like a dangerous team, man. The, the AFC, you know, we talked a lot about the AFC West on the show, of course, because yeah. it's your division. But like, dude, this entire conference is but is is rough. I will say this. Do not be mistaken. Like, this is still the NFL. I, I was talking sure. about that game last year where uh, the the Ravens came out and beat us like 47. The next week, they went and lost to the Bengals. And it was like a blowout. And so it's like, the NFL is crazy. Like, it's it's every single week, you got to show up. And if you don't, that's exactly what's going to happen to you. So, uh, you know, the Titans, I'm not counting them out uh, by any means yeah. or anything like that. But, yeah, NFL, you got to show up, you know. Yeah, it's just um, these good offensive ecosystems. This is where you want to like look for fantasy players, oh. where you want to look for sleepers, stuff like that. And, Absolutely. I mean, it's just awesome for me to see two guys like Diggs and Allen at the height of their powers. And, you know, like a quarterback, I think, you know, obviously I knew Diggs was a great player when he was playing with Minnesota. I think he obviously had some big moments. But to see these two guys just continue to maximize each other's strengths, I I just love to see that. Um, I actually, like I said, I talked to Diggs for the show pretty recently, and he he said it's hard to evaluate talent without other talent around it. And that was kind of the case with Josh. That was kind of the case with Diggs. Like then they come together and just make this beautiful music. Uh, it's, it's a good thing to see, man. It's yeah. good for football. Yeah, Josh Allen, that dude's a stud um, on the field and in fantasy. Just yeah, much respect to that guy. Yeah. 
Um, another stud quarterback that is emerging here is Jalen Hurts, man. Um, this is, again, another situation where, just like I said, it's with, with Diggs and Allen, it's hard to evaluate talent without other talent around it. And Jalen Hurts has had some dudes um, throughout the course of his career, but they've continued to build it up. And I'm watching this game last night, Austin. I don't know what you felt. I, I had a couple different reactions. One, it was like, bro, what, what are the Vikings doing on defense? Like, they just kept sitting back, like, giving free releases to these receivers. That was a little weird, a little questionable. But I even think, with regardless of that, I'm watching this Eagles offense, like, where do you even go in, to begin defending this team? Like, because they have a mobile quarterback in Jalen Hurts. They've just brought in another guy that I think is, like, a top-five receiver in A.J. Brown. Yep. And they already, like I said, had existing dudes around there, like Devontae Smith, who showed big back up last night. Quez Watkins made a big play. Like, this Eagles offense is another unit that just looks like how do, you, how, do you even go, how do you begin to defend this team? <laughs> hey, you know, that's that's something that's not my expertise. Someone else right. got to figure out how to defend us. You don't have to worry us. about that. <laughs> how are you going to defend us? That's what I'm looking for. Um, but for me, when I'm talking, you're talking about the Eagles and just just these offenses in general, especially, you know, Jalen Hurts, guys that you, we're seeing this, this style of quarterback that's taken over the game, these mobile quarterbacks, um, not necessarily like all like Lamar Jackson, who's going to run for an 80-yard touchdown every time, but can move like, you know, like Jalen Hurts can get out there. If he has to, he's gashing you down the field. Same right. with same with the other guy that played last night, you know, Josh Allen. He's gashing you too. And it just allows for so much more, I think, just production out of your offense because you can now create, right? And then people can get over, especially when you have the receivers. But I mean, if they're going to stay off and give you all these little dink and dunks all day, then you just can keep gashing them down the field and basically, you know, get points for free. Um, so there's something to, to play on that. But uh, yeah, man, you know, when it comes to, to having these quarterbacks, like I, I said it too last week, like we have to help him as skill players. We have to help our quarterback. You're talking about bringing in talent. Our quarterback can be only be so good until we bring in talent and we actually, you know, uh, express what he's giving us, the opportunities that he's giving us with the ball. You know, he's moving around. Jay Herbs throwing us the ball. Jalen Hurts, all these guys giving us chances. Now we have to go capitalize because that's what's also going to elevate our quarterback's game and make them look even better. Another one is, you know, um, out Tua. You know, look at that guy. He yeah. looks like an absolute legend. You know, but he's throwing to these receivers that are wide open and they're actually capitalizing, going down and scoring. Right. So that now he's looking like, oh, God, this is the guy now, um, you know, after after that week. And so it takes the skill players to get it done. Right. And it takes the quarterback. That's why it's so important when I'm drafting my fantasy teams, I'm looking, OK, who is the quarterback of this team? Right. Can they give him can they give their guys a chance and their skill guys? Can they actually capitalize? And so, you know, that's where you see uh, guys like yeah, A.G. Brown coming into, you know, with pairing up with Jalen Hurts are going to be popping off. And that's the guy that I, I was trying to draft and got him on a couple of my teams. So, uh, nice. yeah. Yeah. So looking forward to that season. You mentioned Tua. He's a guy that actually gets compared a lot to to Justin because they went right around each other in the draft, everything like that. Um, and, you know, Dolphins fans will come out there and vigorously defend Tua, you know, because I think the national narrative is all oh, the Dolphins passed on, you know, Justin Herbert, they should have taken. And so, like, <laughs> Tua ends up catching flack for that because Justin got off to such a hot start. But have you followed much of Tua's career to this point? Because obviously this looks like a big inflection point now with these two dynamic receivers. And again, talk about difficult to defend. It's a good thing neither you nor I have to worry about that because that seems like a pretty tough job defending Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, we had to go against that for the past like five years of my career. You know where yeah, you, you, you can't defend him. He's going to pop off because he just runs so fast, right? And so it's like, oh, what are you gonna do? You're gonna him and Waddle. You're gonna get play off on him. Okay, they're gonna run a you know 15, 20 yard stop route. Not boom. That's a gash. Oh, you're gonna play down on us. Slant 
across your face and he's taking it for 80. Like I've seen it all, you know, with that guy. And not only that, he catches everything, anything around him, he's snagging him, you know? Uh, so yeah, when you guys got guys, you know, people like Tyreek, man, it's like, that's why he's getting paid what he's getting paid. Cause that's, that's yeah. very, very rare. Um, one of a kind, so to say. And uh, yeah, so I haven't followed much of Tua's career, but he's definitely got some weapons over there that he's definitely been paired up with. So more fantasy potential over there. Obviously, that was that was something that's been known from from the beginning with that guy. Yeah, we love to see a really concentrated passing attack, too. We've talked about like with the Chargers and how you guys have spread it around a little bit more this year than maybe in years past. Obviously, Keenan being hurt is a big part of that. But, um, you know, in, in Miami, it's like, I think 88% of the air yards in Miami went to Jalen Waddle or Tyree kill, like 64% of the targets, Jalen Waddle, Tyree kill. Like that's what you love to see from a fantasy <laughs> offense right there. So um, I wish I had, honestly, I wish I had more like Jalen Waddle teams at this point, but um, missed out on that one. So that's a tough scene, but let's transition into uh chiefs chargers, Austin. It's been a while since this game happened, obviously, but um, you know, tough loss for you guys, 27, uh, 24 chiefs take it home there. Um, I, it was a, it was a fun game to watch, though. Um, a lot of different angles to go off it. But I do think we have to start, Austin, with your performance. Um, yeah. 14 carries, 39 yards, 9 catches for 55 yards. And this is the funny thing about fantasy football, Austin. We got a lot of questions into the email uh, inbox. We're not going to sit here and read every single one of them that were concerned about you being underutilized, concerned about your usage. And this is kind of the funny thing with fantasy. And I, I think this is a little good and bad is that as fantasy players, especially sharp fantasy players, are so concerned about the process of things, which which matters, right? Because you look at the end result in like a PPR format, you, you freaking crushed it because you got like nine catches for 55 mm -hmm. yards, right? But there's a lot of questions about like you kind of mixing in with Josh Kelly and, and Sony Michelle, maybe a little more than people were expected. There's a lot of questions about the goal line usage and, you know, you getting used down in the red zone. So Austin, I wanted to give you a chance to you know, kind of speak on the first two weeks and how maybe some of the usage has been different for you and maybe what we can expect going forward. Yeah, um, there's definitely been some switch up from last year. I think that's for sure, um, specifically on like the one or two yard line, right? I haven't had many of those reps. I'm not saying I haven't had any because I definitely had a few in the first game against sure, the Raiders. Yep. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's been Sony Michelle and, and Joshua Kelly that have taken those types of snaps. Um, and so I, I told Coach Stanley the other day, I was like, hey, I got if I'm scoring, I got to score from the three-point line. Like, no no layups, you know, so I got to get in, uh, make somebody miss, make a play. And then something that just concerns me that I'm really aware of is just just my rushing, uh, my rushing average and making sure I'm capitalizing that. And so I'm absolutely on that, trying to pick that up uh, because that's unacceptable to myself as far as what I'm doing because I feel like my line is doing a good job. And so when that's the case, especially when we're getting too high, the entire game and it's a light box we got to be able to gash them we should be running the ball over them and it comes down to me making one more guy miss you know crossing someone's face or stiff arm and you know breaking the tackle but as far as my usage you know last year like what last game I had like 20 something touches so my usage is it's definitely there you know it's definitely there it might not be the same as what it was last year but I don't think it's a case where we can say like oh it's for the entire season right we've only played two games um, and so we've only seen a certain amount of scenarios and we've only tr been in a certain amount of like goal line scenarios. We haven't put everything in as far as our red zone packages and stuff like that um, from the beginning, You kind of evolve it as it goes. And so I think I'll become more of a factor down in the red zone as we continue uh, to move along in the season, especially with Keenan um, being out with seeing when he's coming back with his hamstring. Uh, so being able to, I'm going to have to pick it up, honestly. 
because he's one of our, you know, he's one of our go-tos anywhere on the field, um, especially in the red zone and on third downs. And so I think I'm going to be utilized more because he is out. And I think it was evident uh, last game, had nine catches, you know? And so like Jay Herb's throwing me the ball more, you know, because Keenan's down. So it, it almost is more concentrated between Mike Williams and Gerald Everett and me, right? Those are where the balls are for the most part are going. And so right now it's too early, I would say, to say, oh, I'm getting underused or anything because I did have 20-something touches. So if, if you're asking me, that's a full, <laughs> that's a full game. That's a lot. My body yeah. felt a full game last time. And so it comes down to just me. I have to get in the, if I get, I have to get in the end zone. That's what it is. Right. I didn't get in the end zone. And so that makes my, my fantasy performance not look as great, right? Because instead of scoring, you know, 20 points, I'm scoring 13. You know, I'm scoring 14, 15 points, right? And so it's like, where, where are these 20-point games? Well, last year I was getting in the end zone. So this year I got to make another guy miss. I got to capitalize on my opportunities. I had a couple um, I had a couple mistakes, just some more technical stuff that I'll speak on real quick. Like, I think it was we were driving down, and it was the touchdown right before we went to uh, kick the onside kick. I had two flat routes that Justin threw both of them to me. Um, and it's kind of weird, but I was too fast on the play. Right. You didn't think that's such a thing. There's timing and rhythm to everything. And so I was too fast yep. to the flat. So I basically ran out of room on the sideline. Right. And I got that's something I got to I got to be conscious of. Hey, give myself at least five yards of room so I can work and make a move one on one and get in the damn end zone. And I'm catching the ball like two yards from the sideline. I got no chance because I'm running. I got to stop on a dime. Um, and so just two things that I could have done better to actually get myself in the end zone. So trust me, I'm, I'm aware. I'm aware that I'm not in the end zone and I'm not being as efficient as I was last year. And I'm working on it. I'm, I'm absolutely putting everything I can into being that type of guy that I was last year as well. and building on that. Yeah. There's certain things that obviously are within your control that we know based on your pedigree and based on how hard you work at this thing. Like those things will come, those things will get better. The efficiency I think will, will boost up. I, I have still been curious about this whole idea of these teams like you guys who don't really play, you know, much at all in the preseason, like, do should we expect more of these, like, kind of almost like feeling out periods, right? Where it's like we're seeing what Sony Michelle looks like in the goal and go around the goal. I know. And do you think there's anything to that, or ah. is it just like once you're out there, you're out there? That sounds like an excuse to me. Okay, <laughs> it sounds like an excuse of why we're not playing. Oh, it's because we didn't play in the that. That's BS. Hell no. We practice. We practice for like two months. You're telling me you're not ready after two months of straight practice? <laughs> The only part that I didn't simulate was getting hit to the ground. Like everything else you can simulate, the breaking tackles, the running through, the setting up, the cuts. Well, so I'm, I'm, not talking, like I'm not talking as much about like your individual performance. I'm yeah. thinking more like how you said, like maybe down throughout the season, like your usage around the goal line might change. Like your usage in oh. the red zone might change. Like so, that type of stuff. Well, that comes down to our personnel. And then also just what we're matching up against in a defense. You know, who are matchups that we like? How are they going to play us? Who are they doubling? Are they not doubling? Are they playing man? Are they dropping eight? Right? And so these these schemes dif- versus different teams evolve, right? And it's like, okay, who's hot right now? Like, okay, last year I was scoring a bunch of touchdowns. Hey, let's draw it up for Austin. He's getting in, right? And so it's right now, you know, we're still trying to find, okay, who's getting, who's scoring touchdowns for us right now? You know? It's still all over the place. Everyone's so it's not there's we don't have a guy yet that's like, okay, yeah, this guy's hot. Let's get him the ball down the red zone. We would assume that would have been me and Keenan, but neither of us has scored a touchdown this year. You know, so it's like, okay, we gotta re- reset our formula, find who's gonna get in the end zone. Lombardi's gonna draw it up, give people opportunities to make plays, and then now it's up to us to capitalize. So I don't know, you can't simulate everything in the preseason too. So it's true. It's tough to say. I don't. I don't want to put it on that. I'm gonna say no. It's on us. <laughs> we got to get it done. It's a week by. It's a week by week league, and it I is. think things will things will figure out as, as we go. Like if you come out here, you know, in the next game against the Jags to score two damn touchdowns, like on another 18, <laughs> 20 
you know, touches, nobody right. would be surprised. All right, Austin, uh, we talked about your performance, obviously, but I, I do got to ask you about Justin, man, because I'm watching that game and, and he just looks hurt. And we know, obviously, he's got a, a fracture in the rib cartilage. But, dude, I, I could not believe that he I couldn't believe that he kept playing. He is one tough dude, man. I mean, I'll, I'll say that. How was he in the huddle? Like after that hit, did you? Kind of, did you think he'd even finish that game? Like, what was? You, how did you feel in the moment? Well, first of all, I didn't know what the heck was happening. I'm like, like, what the heck happened? Right? And then obviously yeah. his rib injury, you know, late in the game. So for the most for the most part of the game, you know, he's just nor- his normal self. And then late in the game, obviously gets the injury. But then he definitely was different. Um, he was in excruciating pain. Um, the fact that he finished the game just, I think he earned so many fans, man. Like just because yeah. of like people gravitate towards toughness, right? Like that's what the game's about. Like people showing like, you know, just toughness, grit, you know, want to will, um, even though we didn't get the win, this man still went out there and was still putting it on the line for the rest of his brothers and his team. All right. And then just people just gravitate towards that. And this just speaks volumes about, you know, who he is as a player and what he really loves in life. And that football is such a big part of his life. Even when he's hurt, even when he's down, he's still coming back. And so as a quarterback, as a, as anyone on my team, that's what I'm expecting. That's what we're expecting in general. When, when we're talking about the NFL, like it's the highest expectation of performance, right? And for us, it's if you can go, you're going. If not, okay, you know, then that's a different story. Um, and, and we saw that display of toughness from him. And man, that's like I said before in previous interviews, I'm like, this guy just makes me more and more excited to continue to play with him. Like, and that that's, he literally is one of the reasons why I'm like, man, I want to play for as long as I can, as long as I can play next to this guy, because of what he can do. Right. And that just keeps adding on to it. Yeah, man. I, I, the, the one, it was a third and one pass where he just like, was out of the, scrambling out of the pocket and just threw that thing in the dirt. Like, just forget it. I'm like, he looked so I yes. was like, you gotta get like, dude, get him out of there, man. I don't like, yes. cause I mean, obviously I, I respect the the hell out of like the toughness and everything that you just talked about, but I also don't just want the guy to be okay. Right. I mean, we've, you know, I've met Justin, he's a great guy and like, he lo- loves football. Obviously I'm like, dude, just pr- protect, protect the Prince, protect Justin. Look. But then he comes out on the next play and rifles that thing down on fourth and one, that huge pass. Like, okay, wow, this is, this is something special. Look, there's something that you cannot simulate. And that is the feeling that you're in when you're in a game. Like when you're in a game, you have so much adrenaline built up. You feel like this is like truly a battle of just human bodies going at it. And you get into this zone that you're like, it, I don't care what happens, I'm going. Like you you like flip a switch in your mind from just going through so much adrenaline, so much just, you know, focus in such a stressful environment um, that you just go into the zone where it feels like, like during the game, I'm unstoppable, you know? And then after the game, I'm like, oh, my body. You know, you come off of that high that you were riding. And so when you're in the game, man, like there was no doubt in my mind, if if he's any chance of playing, he's going to keep going because I know how it is. That's exactly what I would do, too. If, if there's any chance to play, because you're just you're in it. Right. And you don't feel it as much when you're in it. Um, obviously, he was. And so, yeah, you definitely have to be smart about it. If there's like, you know, actual damage that could like puncture a lung or something like that like okay like let's let's chill out let's be smart about that's why we have that's why we have our doctors on the sideline they have to do their job too to make sure hey he can't injure himself more with what he's dealing with and so they gave him the green light and he was back in i think you know um chase came in for one play handed it off and Justin was (laughs) back in the next play but yeah this man literally didn't want to do a one yard run because of the thought in his mind that if i get hit on this one yard line it's going to be excruciating so he throws it throws it in the dirt and uh yeah so wow 
what a moment. And then giving us a chance at the end of the game on top of all of that, right? Taking us down the field, getting us a score, and then giving us a chance to get an onside kick, um, which we've seen is actually, hey, can happen. That can happen. Yeah. This is funny, too, because to bring it back to, like, your usage, you know, there are there are people out there, there are even other analysts, like, oh, you know, Austin caught nine passes, but, like, a lot of that was in garbage time in the fourth quarter. I'm like, garbage time? Did you watch the game? Like, their quarterback is literally out there with, like, a busted freaking rib cartilage. Like, th- these guys are, are grinding it out. That's not gar- garbage time. Like, they're trying to win that damn game. Like, they had a chance. If, if you watched, I think it was, like, the my 2019 where I had, like, a 1,000 receiving yards. I bet probably 40% of my receiving yards are within the last two minutes of the first half in the second half. Like two minutes yeah. is when the running back comes alive as far as uh-huh. the pass game because people are usually dropping deep. So who, who's open? The running back. Go get me some yards. You know, and so garbage yards. I mean, if you're talking fantasy, those are not garbage yards. You would throw it off. <laughs> those count. He'll take it. He'll take it. You know, <laughs> if you're talking about the game, maybe you say they're garbage yards. But we're down. They're not garbage yards. We need this yard. Yeah. If we were up, maybe they're garbage yards. I don't even know what that even means. Garbage yards. That How is that even a saying? Yards are yards. You need to get down the field, you know. So yeah, it's it's like a thing when um, I, it's something I guess that you'd say when if you're losing like like the Titans last night that we talked about, like they're losing forty-one to seven, like that's yeah. that's garbage time in the fourth quarter, quote unquote. Although it's still real dudes out there trying to make nah, trying to make a nah. trying to trying to live it, you know. You, you think like there really is no such thing as an analyst? Maybe you say that, but you think us out there in the field, we're like, oh, this game doesn't no, matter yeah. anymore. I don't need this yardage. Like if you think that, you will get hurt. Like people right, are exactly. still coming to hit you. You know, big people moving really fast. If you're like, ah, oh, just super casual about it, you're gonna get destroyed, and then you're gonna be out right. for weeks. So absolutely not. When it comes to our mindset, we're no. These are not. There ain't no such thing. You know, we're trying to still yeah. maximize what we have. So I disagree with all you analysts that say garbage yards, even if you're down 40, 50 points. I don't care. They still count. Hey, hey, you can go back and look through any of the old uh, Matt Harmon articles. There are no uh, garbage time reps <laughs> yeah, in there. Don't put okay? that on like, us. So, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I disagree. I totally disagree we're with that. Right. Because you job. So you, we're just saying you as an analysis, if you're covering that game, then that's we don't even care about your opinion anymore. That's that's garbage. You know, you know, opinions because yeah. the game's over. No. It still matters. So yeah, right. And look, anyway. look what can happen too. Like, look at the we talked about the Dolphins and Ravens game. Like, hey, there is a you could argue like, oh man, the the Ravens have got this one locked up, and then in a blink of an eye, they lose that game because they're not that the guys back there are not trying or it's garbage time or anything like that. But like Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill running past you, man, and then then all of a sudden things look quite different. So yeah, there's no such thing as garbage time. Those those catches, those yards, still matter a hundred percent. So I'm glad we agree on that. I'm glad we can put that narrative to bed. Yeah. I don't want to hear any more garbage time nonsense out there. That's those are terrible. still those are still dudes out there trying to trying to make a living, right? Trying to trying to fight every day, like you said, Absolutely. for a spot and try to prove themselves. That's another opportunity. All right, man. We got a transition here. We got to take a quick break, but when we come back, we will bring in Packers running back Aaron Jones. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. 
Joining us now, coming off, I mean, a, a huge week, is Packers running back Aaron Jones. Aaron, thanks so much for joining Eckler's Edge here. You're coming off 18 touches, 170 total yards, two touchdowns, personally saving many of my fantasy teams. And not to mention, like, you're on you're on my, my, my mom. This is my first year. My mom's playing fantasy. I told her, like, second round, you got to draft Aaron Jones, mom. Like, let's go. She's hitting me up after week one, like, hey, What's the deal with the, the Aaron Jones thing? And so she's feeling good. She's feeling good today. Uh, so everybody's <laughs> feeling good that has Aaron Jones on on their fantasy teams. How are you feeling coming off a big performance like that? Uh, first off, thank y'all for having me on here. Uh, I'm feeling good. Uh, you know, I, I came in yesterday. I was a little sore. Uh, flushed it out. Got to moving around and back to feeling good. So re ready to have another week like that. No doubt. I was I was telling the guys, they're asking me, hey, how, how would you feel after a game like that? I'm like, you know what? Those sore spots after you pop off, you know, not as sore as they are. when You, you know, you have a rough game, you know, <laughs> definitely uh, not as sore. Like, hey, we're human. We feel the emotion when we have a good game. We know we know for sure. And it feels good. Right. Because we put in all this work and to put to put the team win together like that always feels great. So, yeah, like I said, man, uh, congrats. But then appreciate you joining Eckler's Edge, man. Uh, we're curious, do you dabble in any fantasy football yourself? Uh, so I have, I'm not playing this year. Um, I have one rule always when I played, I'm not playing in your league unless I can draft myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but no, I was, I was pretty, uh, I was a pretty bad, uh, fantasy football manager. Cause I was, I would, uh, I draft my team and then probably after week four, week five, I wouldn't make any any subs, any mm -hmm. changes. So I'd have guys, <laughs> uh, guys on the uh, uh, in my lineup who weren't even playing right. or things like that. But I never finished last, so I, I talked trash go. to the people who I, whose leagues I was in. Like, bro, I beat you, and I'm not even playing. <laughs> and I mean, a lot of these leagues out here, uh, if you get last, there's actually a punishment. So a lot of people are just playing not to get last. Uh, but yeah, it's a full commitment in the fantasy football world. Um, and I'm just curious. I'm always curious about guys that if they play or they even give any acknowledgement to it, because I don't know about y'all. You guys have a huge fan base with, over with the Chargers. We're, we're still working on ours. So I have more, a lot more fans in the fantasy football space than I do from the Chargers fan base. And so for me, I've seen it just as an opportunity to get out there and, uh, you know, capture some more fans and get some more engagement. So oh, that, that's hey, that's brilliant. There's, this is definitely a, a whole new lane for that. Like like Absolutely. you said, you have your you have your people who support. Uh, support your team but then you have people who just support you because you're on their fantasy team exactly so, uh, especially exactly. exactly yeah we we love to see it we love to make more connections like i said aaron um and you're on my mom and my sister's fantasy team and there's and no way they would know who like a packers running back is without fantasy football so yeah there's a whole new level of connection there i do pay attention to what, what people say about the fantasy football and uh last last week uh I got some got some heat. Uh, didn't I mean I, I played I played well, just didn't touch the ball yeah. a lot. And uh, mm -hmm. guys like, come on, you got to do better. Blah blah blah. I'm like, did you guys watch the game? Right, right. <laughs> See, this, yeah. this is where the misconception of fantasy football comes in because there's there's like ten percent, maybe twenty percent of the fantasy football community that's so so toxic. And they're getting in our DMs. Like, they're hitting me up. <laughs> Don't even want to go in my DMs right now. You'll see, oh, you like, why aren't you getting red zone carries? You haven't scored a touchdown. Like, all this stuff. I'm like, y'all don't think we're trying? We are trying our hardest to, to score as many points as we can. You know? Uh, 
Sometimes so, when you get down there in the 10, that's what you think about. You think about the, the people you got to like, damn, my fantasy manager is going to appreciate me if I get in right here. <laughs> you know, like, it's a subconscious thought, right? We're trying our best, which then also helps them. So these people got to chill out. Like, hey, we're trying. We're trying. Like, yeah. There's things that we can't always control, right? This game's hard. People get paid on the defensive side of the ball, too. You know, if it was that's easy what, that's for what us, people, easy. That's what people forget, that uh, the defense gets paid, too. They're, they're, they're there for a reason. Right, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I understand why, you know, guys don't really like it because it doesn't really affect us that much, and it gets a bad rap from the talk. So we're we're on a mission with Echo's Edge this year to try to try to educate these knuckleheads out here in the fan base that, hey, <laughs> we're trying. Like, get out of my DMs. Like, give me some give me some encouragement. You should be like, hey, man, I need you to play better. Like, like you got this next week. Like, don't be dragging me down. Yeah. You know, so hundred that, that, percent. That's a great call. Bring bring the bring the uh the the positivity and like encouragement. Like, hey man, wasn't the best in week one, but you know what? Week two, it, you can get back right. out there. Like, right. there's there's all that. That's the way that fantasy players should be talking to you guys. Um, and it's funny too. You bring up Aaron that like you still had a great game in in week one. Like you were still explosive when you got the ball. Like you looked great. You did your job within the offense, even if you guys obviously didn't win the game, but it did seem like there was a conscious effort from the head coach, Matt LaFleur to say like, all right, I got, I, that's on me. Like I got to get Aaron more opportunities out there. What went into sort of kind of redesigning your role or getting you more opportunities in week two? Cause obviously with those opportunities comes more opportunities to put up fantasy points. Uh, definitely. I, I would say uh, a part of it was we only had two backs active that game. So it's kind of afraid to un- just unleash the backs. Uh, so this this past week we had another back up on the active roster and he just let us go. I, I would say we we've always had those plays in the playbook, but uh, he didn't have to call it the way he did uh, the week one because he felt more comfortable uh, having another back up. But he definitely told me he came out and told me we're gonna get you the ball more. Uh, and I was like, all right, let's get it. <laughs> hey, well, here, I'll tell you something. I want to see you hold on to this average. This nine hey. nine yards of carry, do something legendary, bro. Let's go. Hey, that, Get it hey, done. I had, that, I had that conversation with Alan Lazard in the locker room. <laughs> I walked past me. He's like, bro, you're averaging 9.1. I was like, bro, Yo. if I could do that for the season, that'd be legendary. Please, man. Please. <laughs> I want to see that. Done. I want to see that done. No doubt. Yes, sir. <laughs> Get that done for sure. I mean, it seems like you'll have a lot. Well, you know, it's that's a lot of, to ask, Austin. Like, you know, freaking nine yards. I'm just, I'm just saying, carry, do what like, you've been doing. Just, hey, hey, but you set your goals high. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I love it. Set the goals high. And it does seem like this year, Aaron, you guys will be built more around both, obviously, you, but also A.J. Dillon, too. I mean, A.J.'s a good, a good back, man. And by the way, I know A.J. is, like, actually in fantasy leagues with other, like, fantasy analysts. Like, other, like talk about knuckleheads like knuckleheads that i'm friends with in the industry are like in a in a fantasy league with with aj Dillon. so he's a he's definitely aware of it but talk to me a little bit about like your dynamic with aj and how you guys complement each other both on and off the field uh aj's aj's like my little brother uh he's he's super smart uh when he got here we we're just me uh it was me uh and jamal williams here and then he came with us and uh we were just trying to take him under our wings and teach us the ropes because we knew at one point uh, whether it was me or Jamal, one of us was going to be staying and we we're going to be playing with AJ. So uh, let's bring him along as fast as we can. Let's help him out. And uh, he he wanted to learn everything as quick as possible. Like I said, he's super smart. And then he's he's a big back. So uh, you can't you can't coach size. That's one thing you can't coach. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he came, but he comes out. He plays hard. Uh, he fit right in with our room. 
uh, personality wise. He's very outgoing. He's a pe- uh, he's a people person. Uh, the fans here love him. Uh, he takes time out of his day just to please them. And uh, he's a he's a special guy. And I'm glad to share a backfield with him. He makes me better. Uh, I make I make him better. Uh, he's taught me he taught me some of the things that uh, help him be successful. And I, I've shared some of the things with him. Uh, we we work every day on the on the uh, little miniature things like uh, the techniques and pass protection to ball security. Just staying sharp every day, and we make sure we keep each other sharp. That's what's up. That's awesome. Yeah, that that's what you love to see. And we we you guys uh. You got it. Like, like the standard that you set and everything like that is, is huge. I mean, I'm sure you impart a lot of like what Aaron Rodgers expects to AJ Dillon too. Cause I mean, that's the guy, obviously Aaron Rodgers been around the block, been doing this a long time. Like there's a certain level of expectation that he has from everybody else around him as well. And, and I feel like you guys have to kind of come in with that and you being able to bring AJ into it is a, is a pretty big thing for everybody. Yes, sir. I agree. Like you said, the level of expectation uh, will always come when you step on the field with 12 and, and a Green Bay jersey as well, and I think that's one thing AJ did was really well is pick pick up the offense pretty quickly, getting uh getting a chemistry with A Rod pretty quickly as well, and uh, he he adapted fast. So I think that that's one thing that helped him and that allowed him to go out there and just play fast. And I'll, I'll just speak on the expectation too in the league, just because I don't think people really realize like how high the expectation is, and that, not just from pe- other teammates but from ourselves as players like we have to expect and try to perform at the highest level that we possibly can because that is what it requires that's the minimum requirement and if we're not <laughs> if we're not playing at that level you will get cut you will get you weeded will get, out you know and p- people people forget like they they are trying to replace you like replace us every day like we every can walk day. in our our contract is not secure every day. Like you got to walk right. in and earn it every day. Look, it is it is our management, our GMs, our owners' job to replace us with better players. It's our job to say we're the better player and you should keep us. Right? That's what we're fighting for every day by going out there and playing. And they're trying to they're trying to put the best team together, you know, for cheapest. You know, like how who can yeah. we get who can we get a steal for <laughs> cheap and put with our big money guys, right? And so yeah, that's the 100%. expectation. So across the entire league so just just realize that when you're, when you're talking to us when you hear us like just remember this is the highest of the high we have to be performing at this level or we don't last or we get weeded out so you know aaron we got you on like just legends like himself man who we've been doing it for a Appreciate few years that, now bro. man you know that, that's you that's you hey bro we, we're <laughs> you're going to year six right yeah, you're yeah, six. yeah. We came in the same year. That's what's up. Yes, so, sir. so when you see these guys getting year six, year seven, year eight, right? They've been doing it at a high level for a long time. So I'm excited to keep watching your career, and you, man. And, and you went undrafted, didn't you? Yeah, undrafted, man. I'm, I'm so, proud of you, bro. You know I appreciate how that, bro. Appreciate I know, that, bro. I know how that goes. My brother was undrafted, so I know it's mm-hmm. even tougher oh, yeah. for uh, undrafted guys. So uh, you're doing your thing. No no you you showing you you motivating others, showing hey, I, I don't have to hear my name called on uh on draft day to go out there Absolutely. and make a roster and be Absolutely, a superstar man. so i appreciate that bro. proud of you bro appreciate that man appreciate yes, that. yes sir <laughs> man I, i'm hey i'm proud of both you guys i mean aaron you're not like uh you weren't a first round pick or anything like that either you know we, austin and i have talked about this like every day you gotta 
come in like you're still that I'm still a day three draft pick. I'm still an undrafted guy. Like, you know, working hard every single day, like Austin said, setting that expectation. It starts with you guys. So both hey, I, listen, I'm just here to hype both of you guys up. That's my role in this whole thing. <laughs> is to like is to, to remind the folks out there how much you guys bust your ass, how hard you guys work at this thing, and that they should all of us should be appreciative of, of what you do because uh it's yeah. awesome to watch and, and we it's listen, it's entertaining to just be us on, on the couch watching you guys and everything like that. Well, I'll leave it with it. I'll leave it with this too. Like the moment we stop chasing, you know, what got us here, which is that drive to continue to better ourselves. That's when we start to plateau. That's when we start to decline. Because you plateau, everyone else is everyone else is gaining ground, right? So we got to keep going, right? That's the mindset. That's the mindset. And then there's things that we can't control, but what we can control is our effort and our motivations and where we're putting our time and trying to get better. A hundred percent, man. You guys, you guys are awesome, uh, Aaron. We do want to give you a chance to promote your foundation, a &A yeah. all the way uh, before we get you out of here, man. Oh, thank you so much. So yes, uh, me and my brother uh, is really our family foundation, a a all the way. Uh, it's geared back to giving back towards uh, the youth, uh, just being a staple in our com in our community, not just here uh, in Green Bay, but we're also in El Paso and work in other, other places as well, trying to become kind of worldwide. And um, we believe the youth is the future. You know, sometimes they're born into un unfortunate events where they're not asked to be, you know, yeah. um, where they have no control, where we're talking about control, the controllables. Um, so just even out the playing field, being a resource in my community any way possible. Uh, we've done bike drives. Uh, we do yards for shoes. This is going to be my third year doing yards for shoes. So um, however many rushing yards I rush for this this year, kids in uh, Wisconsin and El Paso will get shoes and that's how many will be passed out um oh. we do turkey giveaways for thanksgiving we've done backpack drive just different things like that uh I've, i was raised on giving back when you're blessed you bless others so uh that's one of my passions just giving back and seeing seeing the effect you can have on people when you when you bless them and um you know yeah. it, it can go a little or it can go a long way and just seeing the even in that spectrum uh when you affect somebody in a little in a a little way it still it still goes a long way for me and when you affect somebody in a, a long way it affects you know it, it still has the same effect on me so just being that positive light uh for people and trying to uh be a positive role model for the youth and that's what's up hey look i'll say this man i think that's so special because you say you're saying like a little uh, something that helps someone a little bit but when when you're talking about the youth something that helps them a little bit that gives them some type of freedom some type of fun some type of change in their mentality it pays compound interest over the time of their life so that little impact that you're making in their lives is going to set themselves up for something better in the future going forward right it, it's it's small things but it's such a big impact so ah man this guy um, I appreciate that. See, that's what I forget that. sometimes the small things. Right. You got to remember that because in football, the small things matter. It, that's <laughs> what it is. It comes down to the fundamentals. The plays are made within the fundamentals, your techniques, your assignment, and then everything after that is a bonus. Right. Uh, but you got to do that. You got to be those things first. So that's what's up, man. Hey, if you ever want to do a collab, let me hit, uh, hit me up. Uh, we can do a collab with the, with the foundation. Where can people uh, find the foundation to get more information? Uh, ANAallTheWay.org. And I'm okay. definitely down. We can let, let's do something. Let's cook something up. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm gonna hit you up. Yeah, I'm gonna make a donation myself. because uh, I, I believe in, in giving that. back to the youth. Yeah, absolutely, brother. I uh, appreciate you having you on. Uh is that so ANA.org is, is where you said? ANA all the way. ANA so, all uh, the way. A, so AA all the way. Okay. Got it. Awesome. 
We we love to see it. Look at this. Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones crushed it on the field, crushed it off the field. Two good guys. You people out there, the listeners, the viewers, show them some love. Give them some encouragement. That's what it's all about, man. Spreading positivity here. That's what Eckler's Edge is all about. Aaron, thanks so much for joining us, man. This is awesome. Good luck the rest of the season. Keep crushing it again, both on and off the field, man. Yes, sir. Thank y'all for having me. Austin, underdogs always win. Let's go, man. <laughs> hey, good luck this yes, season. Sir. Stay healthy, brother. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Good yep. to see you. You as well, man. Take it easy. All right. See you, man. All right. Thank you. Yep. Dude, Aaron Jones. Awesome. I, I What a great interview. What a great dude. Um, I'm excited to see what collab you guys have going on with the couple foundations there. Absolutely. I'm trying. So I'm trying to actually collab with a lot of different people's foundations. So I'm glad he came on talking about that because we're doing the same thing with Austin Eckler Foundation. We're trying to put resources back in. So we have a very similar vision, which I think a lot of people that have started foundations are doing, right? It's all about putting resources, just what type of resources you're putting back into the, whether it's, you know, money, tangibles, things like that. Um, and so there's definitely a collab that we'll be able to get, get uh, linked up on. All right. A hundred percent. Okay. We're going to do one ask Austin question. Cause we obviously addressed the bulk of them, which was the, where, what about the goal eyed usage whole thing? We, we talked, we talked about that already. Um, we did say Austin last time that we would, uh, address some fantasy questions we'll tag team one here so we did get a pretty interesting one that involves you actually um this one comes in from daniel so i traded you in a 12 team super flex half ppr dynasty league are you aware, are you familiar with what dynasty leagues are austin that's where you uh, hold over players from year to year right yes yeah correct yeah so when when this team looks and sounds stacked it is uh stack because 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 uh they've been building it for a few years the running backs are jonathan taylor deandre swift you, Leonard Fournette, Melvin Gordon, Rashad Penny. The wide receivers are Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, Elijah Moore, Hunter Renfro. This guy traded you and Rondale Moore and got back Tyreek Hill and Alexander Madison. He also has Tua and Patrick oh. Mahomes as his quarterbacks. Well, you, you, bad trade. You think, yeah, he asks, the question is, good deal, bad deal. Dude, WTF you trade me for that's Daniel's question. Oh, so wait, what? Go over the trade. There was a lot of names getting thrown out there. What was the specific? Yeah, trade? a lot, a lot of names. The, the specific trade gave a lot of context with the roster, everything like that. He sent you and Rondale Moore and got back Tyree Kill and Alexander Madison, the backup running back for the Vikings. Yeah, I mean Tyree Kill, potentially, you know, one of the best just receivers in the entire NFL just because of his speed and his ball skills and his routes and what he he changes the entire defenses you know, strategy because he is one man that is so effective. So I would say that's, I would say that's a good, good trade. Good trade straight up. <laughs> if I could trade myself for Tyreek, I still wouldn't do it because I can only bet on myself. But if you were, sure. if you were you, I would do it. I would do it for sure. Yeah. And I mean, he's still got JT, he's still got DeAndre Swift yeah. and, and, and yeah, with Keenan so Allen hurt. Yeah. Swift, yeah, he needed I think the Swift, what, Swift popped off. Then he had, he had yeah, a good yeah. game. Yeah. So he, he, lo he looks good. Let's go, man. So Swift's coming back, you know, had some, had an injury right last year um yeah he had injury last year actually had an injury leading into this game but still busted off some like so, unbelievable touch yeah, yeah, that guy's that's a great trade yeah. i like that trade if i'm me i'm not guy. making it but yeah. yeah yeah sure i gotta keep my shirt sure. but i'm biased of course to the highest level of course of course <laughs> i'm ride or die with myself but for you yeah i would do that <laughs> i mean if i if i'm not an nfl player if i was an nfl player i'd be yeah like aaron said in the interview uh his one rule of fantasy football is he has to be able to draft himself <laughs> Absolutely. so that's a good thing that's a good thing to dictate i don't i don't, I don't make that it. rule but um i try to get myself if i can every time remember people ask austin at yahoo sports.com that's the email send us questions about anything 
Um, we'll do fantasy questions like this sometimes. We'll uh, ask some like on-field type questions. We'll, we'll hit anything at the Ask Austin email address, so make sure you get those in. All right, Austin, we got to get you out of here soon, but we do have to do our uh, As the AFC West Turn segment here. We'll talk Chargers for sure, but we haven't gotten a chance to talk about the Broncos yet, man. Um, just because, look, we've uh, we've obviously there was just the schedule to show. Mm-hmm. The show. We we recorded last Monday night right. before this game kicked off. I want to get your reaction to how things are going in Denver right now. They're off to a one and one start. The new head coach not off to such a great start. Um, it just I know this because I was doing my my googling last night. The first two Google results that pop up when you type in Nathaniel Hackett and like tries to autofill for you. The first one is Nathaniel Hackett post game. The second one is Nathaniel Hackett memes. You don't want memes oh, to be no. the second thing that pops up when you when you, when you Google oh, yourself. Oh no! That- I I don't know how much you've seen of this, but like. There's been a ton of delay of game issues. The fans were literally counting down the play I clock. Did. I, saw I saw that. I saw that. It? Oh, no. Oh, no. The, the fans are me- making the memes themselves. Right. Uh, shout out to the fans, though. You guys are funny and hilarious and toxic and everything all at once. All at once. <laughs> all at once. We ride or die with y'all, though. So y'all make the league go. So appreciate y'all. Um, but, man, how is it going? It's too early to tell, really, because sure. I remember last year the Green Bay Packers had probably the worst game in their history of Aaron Rodgers' uh, era. Last year, the, for their first game, it was absolutely terrible. I think they had like three points and like a bunch of turnovers and stuff like that. And then they turn around and make a run in the playoffs, right? So it's like, I think it's too early. You know, they definitely have a lot of new parts, new quarterback, new head coach. There's a lot of new moving parts. Um, so I don't want to make any assumptions yet in week two, because I think it's way too early. We get like six, seven, eight games in. I think you can start to really see the identity of a team, but yeah, right now, uh, look, they got to win. They got to win versus, uh, you know, the Texans. So they're one and one. So are we, you know? And so it's definitely, uh, nothing. Like I said, it's the NFL, like teams go up and down crazy amounts through the week, depending on, you know, how they play and how, if they show up and how consistent they can be. So right now I would say, I'm not going to make any assumptions yet or say anything about the Broncos because it's only week two. It's only week two. Yeah. Rough start is a rough start. We've seen a lot of rough starts throughout the years. Um, are they having one? I would say maybe they're one and one though. We're one right, and one. Yeah. Are we having a rough start? I don't, maybe we'll see though. Like it, time will tell. Um, and I, I think it's too early. Like as of now, what we've seen in the first couple games, yeah, they could play better, but you can say that about every single team. And so, yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that because I don't want to. I don't want to make any statement that's gonna be stuck out there unless I actually have seen stuff for a little bit more time. Like you said, it's the newness of it all too, yeah. right? Like these guys can get it together. I mean, this is Nathaniel Hackett's first time running a team. Like so, yeah, he's made some mistakes, but I'm willing to say he probably not making those same mistakes in week 15, 16, 17. Well, whatever. if he is, uh, you get fired. That's, that's, that's how it right. works. If you're making the <laughs> yeah, same mistakes and you're not getting better, you get fired. Like it's plain and simple. Same thing with us as players, right? If we're making the same mistakes over, same thing with you, Matt. If you make the same mistakes yeah. and people are coming, same thing with you listening. If you continue to make the same mistakes over and over again, you will get fired from your job. So, yeah, he's gonna adapt. They're gonna get better, just like all teams do during the season. Um, and if they don't, that's when you see the, the changes being made. You know, Russell Wilson. You know, he's been he's been able to play at a high level. He's shown that. Is he having a rough start? Yeah, sure, he is, but. I mean, he can get back on a rhythm. Like, he's in a new place. New offense, new all of that. New receivers, new entire organization. So, too early. 
too early to tell. Yeah, too early. Like you said, things can uh, things come together, and if not, like the standard is the standard. Everybody is replaceable. So uh, that that is how this works. That's how the league works. Let's talk. You guys, you got a big game coming up at home against Jacksonville. Jacksonville currently leading the AFC South after beating the Colts. Dude, the Jags always beat the Colts. It's so weird. Uh, they're like six uh, six wins, thir- thirty losses over their last thirty six games. Like four of them are against four of the wins are against the Colts. It's it's really funny when you actually look through the through the history of it. But you've had the extra time to rest and prepare. Um, how are you feeling coming into this game? Um, the Jags defense looks pretty uh, looks a little more feisty than it did perhaps last year when uh, under the whole Urban Meyer disaster. Talk talk about it. Okay, that was a disaster. That was a one and done. Yeah, that was definitely a disaster. Absolutely, you can't you can't hide <laughs> around that. That is, was what it, is what it is. You know, there's no sugarcoating that one. Um, but yeah, our our matchup coming in back in SoFi Stadium. So I'm excited to be back back at home in our beautiful stadium. Um, and yeah, we got a matchup, you know, this is, uh, there, I got asked the question one time, there was like six different teams that they listed out and they were talking about teams that, you know, might be able to go over 500. And I, I said, the Jags might be one of those teams. Ooh. Um, and so they're definitely uh, on the come up. I think Trevor Lawrence, I think he's, he, I think he's got some potential. I think he can, uh, he can hold up the team. You know, I think he's going to be able to make, help him make a run over there. Um, and you, you obviously need a good quarterback uh, in this league to, to make a run. And so, uh, I don't know if he's gonna make it this year, but I think he's got the potential to get some good guys around him. And then they got a stud running back, which I always love stud running backs um, on offenses. Um, and so, yeah, it's gonna be a matchup. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good fight. Like just like every single every single week is. And uh, we'll see how it goes. But I'm looking forward to preparing because of this five day break. My body's feeling good, too good. You know, I say too good because I like you know I'm like I'm ready to go. I feel like I, I could play today yeah. if I had to, which is probably a good feeling. But it's only week only week three so i should feel like this that is a good feeling i'm sure and you mentioned that stud running back james robinson man uh what this guy's doing right now talk about something that everybody got wrong everybody's like oh james robinson coming back from an achilles injury because the history of like running backs and achilles injuries it's not it's not great like a lot of guys have had that injury and then it 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 kind of ruins the rest of their career james robinson fresh off that thing late last season and he's like just he just looks awesome right now. He is going to go down as one of the best values in fantasy because, again, so many people doubted him. And he's another undrafted guy, too. Shout out to the undrafted boys, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, getting it done. We got everything to prove every day. So, uh, yeah, the def- the mindset is a little different um, when you're not, you know, taking the taking the elevator. You got to take the stairs, you know, so you, we love it a little bit more. But, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited to go battle head-to-head uh, against him in the fantasy, the fantasy showdown of the two undrafted running backs. Got to get myself in the dang end zone. So I'll be looking to do that um, and put up some good points for all y'all teams, including myself. Hey, Austin, we appreciate you. It's it's coming. It's 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 coming for you. It's it's been there for James Robinson. We love to see. I mean, we it's great great uh, show about like some underdog running backs here, man. This is awesome. All right, we're gonna let you go, Austin. It's the end of the show, but I did want to ask you one last thing. You got to talk to me about this Hot Wheels fit uh, that was blowing up. And 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 I appreciate it not just because I mean, hey, dude, Hot Wheels, cool as cool as hell, man. But also proper length shorts, bro. Skies out, thighs out, man. You love to see. You it. I was rocking, had the legs out for sure. Um, so shout out to Adidas actually for hooking me up with the fit. Um, you know, they they gave me uh, it's obviously my on field sponsor. That's why I'm wearing their stuff. Um, and every once in a while, they send me a cool fit to try out. And wow, they did not disappoint with this one. My mom, though, yeah. was a little, she's like, Hot Wheels, like, 
isn't that a little juvenile? I was like, mom, it's fit. <laughs> oh, come on. The fit is fire. Though, so I rocked it anyway. Um, and yeah, that thing, uh, shout out to D, has helped me go viral for probably my coolest game day fit that I've had to this day. So uh, looking for more of those. We'll see. We'll see if I can match that all this season. Because um, I have no style, by the way. Like my girlfriend picks out my, ga- my game day outfits and my mother, you know, buys my uh, game day clothes. And so... My oh, wow. my style selection. Let's let's just say I'm lacking in that. Like I, I'm just showing up to work. I'm trying to just work. I don't I don't really care how I look. I care how I play and how I perform. You know. So they help me out there, right? That's why get, it's a team of teams, right? Team of teams. Yeah. Well, as an advocate of, um, like I said, skies out, thighs out. Let let the let the short shorts, man. They're they're back. Oh yeah. They're here. Oh yeah. Work on your legs out there, folks, and and let the let the let the calves out. Let the thighs out. Let's go, man. Exactly. I, I was hyped to see it. So yeah. you you crushed it. Way to go! We'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll continue to look for more great game day fits for you, man. This awesome. is a the, you, you love to see it. All right, that is going to do it for us. Thanks so much to Aaron Jones for joining on this episode of Eckler's Edge. What an awesome interview! What an awesome player! What an awesome guy! Of course, you know you could follow our own awesome guy, Austin Eckler, on Twitter or Instagram at Austin Eckler. Make sure to keep an eye out for his giveaways, and of course, you can follow me at Matt Harmon underscore BYB. And while you're there. Make sure you're following at Yahoo Fantasy. I'll be back tomorrow with Dalton Del Don for some awesome Stat Nerd Thursday. Until then, we're out.